What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What is going on, Alpha Males? Welcome to Alpha Male Podcast. The podcast where we talk about what it means to be a man the right way with God at the center, Judeo-Christian values. After all, we are made in the image of God. Strong, dominant, in control. If you read Genesis chapter 1, we're called to have dominion over our environment. Something you need to survive. And to exist and have dominion in an environment is good, clean, drinkable water. Hydrate or die, you've probably heard the saying. But in point of fact, you will die without water. So water systems, that's what we're going to talk about today. There's a couple of different systems, a couple of different methods for carrying water and purifying water. So let's go down this road together, men. Let's be circumspect and consider some things. Now this is not gospel. This is stuff based on my years and years of training and experience. I normally put in a bio, but... Military, been to war a couple of times, law enforcement, private contracting. I've done a bunch of outdoor stuff, been a professional big game hunter and guide, hunting and fishing and foraging and living large chunks off grid in the wilderness. My wife and I, if you don't know, live as neo nomads. We will often do stents off grid or off grid's a sliding scale. But you get the idea. Got some experience in this. So let's talk about it, first of all, about personal water systems. How you personally carry water. Now there is, I'm going to colloquially refer to it as Camelback. I know Camelback is a brand. You could, I guess if I were more correct, the more correct vernacular would be you know, moldable plastic bladder hose system. But I'm not going to say that. I'm probably just going to say Camelback. But it doesn't have to be that brand. I think my first experience with Camelback was when I was issued one to go to Iraq way back in the early aughts. Uh, Camelbacks are good for a lot of things. Here are the pluses of the Camelback or hydration bladder system. They're super convenient. You can hold a lot of water without a lot of weight. They're easy to drink on the go, meaning if you're doing other stuff, doing other tasks, you don't have to, you know, stop, get something out, open it, drink water. You can usually just bite down on a valve and drink water. That's pretty good, and that's the main advantage of those. Also, the containers themselves are semi-moldable, so you can, let's say, integrate them into a pack system and they'll kind of conform around the other stuff in the pack letting you carry quite a bit of water and what would otherwise be kind of a non-symmetrical shape or non-geometric pattern 
to just fill in space that you probably aren't going to be able to fill with a lot of other stuff. So in that way, they're really cool. They have some real advantages. Here are some disadvantages. Number one, they're probably the least robust of all the things we're going to talk about today. Not that Camelback doesn't make a good product or other companies don't, but if you look at them, just common sense will tell you in general they're least robust and they can break. Now, if you have your pack and all your stuff in your pack is not in a waterproof bag and your Camelback breaks, you see where I'm going with that. That can be a real issue. Also, if you're in really cold environments and it could freeze and if it expands enough, it's completely full, it could break. Or even if it's not cold enough to freeze, but you're in a cold environment and it breaks and gets all over you and now you're wet in a cold environment, you could see how that would be less than optimal. Or talking about cold, if the hose were to freeze, I've never been in personally in an environment that cold with a camelback, but I could see that happening. You're exhausted from a long hunt up in like northern Idaho in the Rockies. And you go to sleep and you wake up and all your water's frozen and the hose is frozen. And then then what do you do? Also, harder to clean. Now, if you're the kind of person that's always putting fresh, clean water in your camelback, maybe not a big deal. Especially if you're talking like city grid water with like chlorine and stuff in it, which I don't advise drinking, but many people do. That's probably going to stay clean for a long time. But if you're putting in, you know nasty water dirty water and a you're trying to purify it there's a lot more pockets and crevices and things like that and in the hose and in the bite valve where bacteria and stuff can accumulate bacteria is a major major problem for people all over the world so it's I'd, i'd say less convenient to purify water in also if that gunk that scum whatever you put in there accumulates in there it can be harder to get out you're talking about going home and having like a pipe cleaner and a whole system, then yeah, maybe not an issue. But if you're talking about you're spending long periods of time in the backcountry where your cleaning consists of maybe baby wipes and a bar of soap, you see where that could be an issue. Also, and this, as I said, this is not gospel. This is my personal thing. I tend to drink a lot when I have access to water, especially if I'm bored. I'll just drink water. If you're somewhere like the desert southwest, the Mojave Desert or the Sonoran Desert, I've spent large chunks in those environments. That can be a bad thing, right? If I'm rationing my water, trying to make it from water source to water source to spend long periods out in the backcountry, if I'm just bored and I it's two hours in and my water is gone, I think it's, for me it's easier to do that with a camelback. I've heard that some people have the opposite problem. Like some people don't generally drink enough water. So they like the camelback. I've heard this. And to give credit where it's due, this was the wife of the host of Modern Outdoor Survival. And I never thought of this because I'm so much the opposite. That's a good good show. It's British, so it's not all about like get your tactical knife and it's got to be able to go through three skulls. And, you know, I'm a combat veteran, been a professional gunfighter most of my adult life, and I try not to get too over the top with that stuff. Generally, people that have actually done it are also that way. They're they're pretty conservative about what they'll talk about. But he, if you want, like, good survival information, modern outdoor survival without all the tactical stuff, 
uh, you might check him out. And even if you like tactical stuff, just, I don't know if it's because he's British or his accent or just that he approaches things so much differently than most Americans. If you're kind of getting burnt out on American survival outdoor type podcast, you may give that one a chance. No affiliation with him. Don't know that he has any idea this podcast exists, but Modern Outdoor Survival, it's a good podcast. Anyway, his wife was saying that she has the opposite problem. She likes those because she tends to not drink, and they encourage her to drink. So if you're that kind of person, that may be an advantage for you. Now, let us talk about hard containers. Being a military man, serving in both the U.S. Marine Corps and U.S. Army, the old school canteens. They're they're fantastic. They there's probably some of those kicking around from the sixties. If you look, I think they have a date on them, and a lot of those dates go back decades and decades. Those things are not like a like a smart water bottle that you get at the gas station. They are pl- some kind of plastic, but you know, as long as you don't run over them with your truck, they're probably going to be okay. Just the military canteens are awesome. What I really like, they're a little bit bigger, or the, I think the four-quart canteens, the big square canteens, those are awesome. Those are some of my favorites, especially if you can get them with the case and the strap, because no matter what system you're running, if you're trying to carry a bunch of water, you can sling those in the front, in the back, on the right side, on the left side. You know, if I've got a rifle on my right side and I want some more weight on the left side, I've got my rifle slung on the front and I want the weight on the back or I've got my pack on my back and I want the weight on the front. You get the idea. Those big square canteens are kind of awesome for that. Uh, Kind of the new version of those, the the Cool Kid, REI kind of puffy jacket, yuppie version of that is the Nalgene bottle. There's nothing wrong with Nalgene bottles. Nalgene bottles are great and they're great day to day and they're good for this too. Here's a downside to all of these. Uh, plastic systems. Well, I'll go the upside and then the downside. The upside, they're cheap. Have a lot of them laying around. They are much easier if you're using like iodine tabs, water purification tablets to use in conjunction with that because you don't have a bunch of hidden spaces, right? You put the water in there, you drop a couple of tabs in there, you walk for a little bit. When you're ready, it's ready. You shake it up, you're good, right? You're good to go with that. Whether it's a Nalgene bottle or a canteen. And again, I use Nalgene like I use Camelback. I know Nalgene is a brand name. It's kind of like saying Jello, and technically it's gelatin. Usually some kind of gross rendered swine byproduct that you put fruit in, which seems kind of weird to me. But anyway, you get the idea. If I say Nalgene, just a hard plastic water bottle, it doesn't have to be a Nalgene brand. If you're really trying to monitor your water intake, the Nalgene's can be good because they have those like graduated measurements a lot of them do on the side to exactly know how much. So they can be good for that. And they come in all different sizes and they're good for that. They're good for purifying water. Also, they're fairly lightweight. They're fairly robust. Even not just talking about the canteen, but the Nalgene bottle, I would say the the military canteens are a little bit more robust. But again, unless you drive over it with your truck, you're probably not breaking an Nalgene bottle. Maybe if you dropped it off a mountain or beat it with a rock or something, or you fell just the right way and it was on the just the right part of your pack, maybe you would break one. I don't know that I've ever seen an Nalgene bottle break. 
the cons of the plastic water bottle for survival, for a system for backpacking. Generally, unlike the water bladder system, they're not organic to a way to carry. For instance, if you're carrying a canteen, you probably have a canteen pouch. Well, there's extra weight there. If you're carrying a Nalgene bottle, you probably have some kind of side pouch or something dedicated to carrying that thing. Unless you just want to carry it in your hand the whole time. You get the idea you kind of need something to carry the water carrier. Unless you just put the entire thing in your pack and you're going to take the pack off. And even, even in that case, it's not as malleable right, as the water bladder system. So there's a drawback there. Also, here's the big one for me. You can't really cook in them. You can't heat them up. Now, I know technically you probably could get it just the right temperature to kill the bacteria in there and not completely melt the water bottle, but they're not designed for that, and you do that long enough, I have to imagine you're going to have issues. I know that you can boil water in plastic water bottles. I don't know how healthy that is to just practice, and also I don't know how long, how good a solution that is for longevity. But let's just say in general, as a rough rule, you can't cook in them, you can't heat in them, you can't, let's say, make chicken soup in them. Unless you, like, boil the water in a whole separate container, and then when it was cool enough, you added it. But you get what I'm saying. If that's going to be your container, and also if you need to boil the water to kill stuff in it. If you just want to make hot, instant coffee, right? So you see the idea there. You can't cook in them, you can't heat them up especially like over an open fire. Which brings me to my personal favorite, metal water bottles. I should say a quick caveat. The military system is a pretty good one if you get the canteen, the canteen cup, and the canteen cup stove. Uh, that's a pretty good system. I think it's a it's good if you're in camp for a while, like which is generally how the military does it, right? If you're bivouacking somewhere for a while and you want to cook and you want to heat something up in your canteen cup, you want to make coffee, you've got it there. Generally not the best system if you're trying to boil water to make it clean to drink because it's got a big giant open top and you can boil water in it and make it safe to drink, but you can't really transport it until it's cooler, right? And there's no real good way unless you have a funnel, which you probably don't if you're in this situation, to transfer it back into the canteen. So you get the idea there. It, the canteen cup is a really cool invention. It's a really cool idea, and I'm not saying not to have one, but it's not really great for purifying water in the container itself. It, it is unless only if you're not going to transport it. Okay, so metal water bottles. These are my favorite. They're inexpensive maybe not as cheap as a Nalgene bottle but they're pretty inexpensive I like stainless steel I had a stainless steel water bottle the same one for like 15 years I think that I got at Cabela's it was my go-to on my bug out bag my survival bag my hunting bag right kind of my go-to for like 15 years and it's just the one that I got at Cabela's uh, I know that because I can still read the Cabela's logo on it I it was just the plain stainless steel look, I spray painted it, put some paint on there, a couple of different places. Just when I was hunting, it wasn't as reflective. But that thing, it's still going. I just switched recently to titanium. And if you only do this kind of stuff on the weekends, or you don't do it that much, or the few ounces is not that big a deal to you, I would say a stainless steel water bottle is fine. Titanium, as soon as I got one and I picked it up, I was like, wow, this is super light. And as much... 
backcountry stuff as I do, uh, perhaps I should have made that transition a bit earlier. But here we are. I do like the titanium water bottles, water containers. I even had a big one with what was like a giant cylinder with a big giant lid. So you could you could carry water in it like a big water bottle with a giant lid. It didn't have like a tapered lid on top. And a big giant lid. It wasn't the best if you are just going to strictly use it as a water bottle. But if you wanted a pot, container, and water bottle, it was a pretty good solution. But just a titanium water bottle bottle here's well and i'm gonna say metal the titanium is not cheap the stainless steel ones are not not super expensive they're gonna probably be more than a plastic water bottle but they're not overly expensive here's what i like about the metal water bottles they're robust most of them i will say a caveat i did buy spent good money my own money on the uh pathfinder the like the dave canterbury and i'm not knocking him or his company or anything i don't know who he gets to make his canteen but it's this metal canteen with a metal canteen cup and like a stove and i thought oh that's a great little combo i got it number one it was way too big and heavy again if you're like camping that's one thing but if you're covering lots of miles in my opinion too big too heavy and also i could never be satisfied that it was going to actually hold the water and not leak that thing leaked and leaked and leaked and just time after time i would just find water everywhere and a thing not sealed up and i even tried to like reinforce it with some silicone it still wouldn't hold water so that thing if you have yours and yours actually works and you like it go for it but i worst canteen i think i've ever had i would have been better off with a cheap you know couple dollar military surplus beat up canteen and a canteen cup but the metal water containers are my favorite for a lot of reasons. Again, they're pretty rugged, pretty robust. You can cook in them. So if I wanted to make a soup, let's say I got a couple of small birds or a small fish, and I wanted every little bit of that. I was going to gut the fish and cook it whole, and I wanted the broth. I wanted everything because a lot of times survival can be a calorie game. I want to give up those calories. I'm going to eat the whole thing. And I'm going to drink the broth. Something like that I can cook in it. You see an advantage there. A couple of small birds. Where I've gathered some, say dandelions, a real big wild edible that I'll eat. I've gathered some dandelion, some desert primrose, whatever I'm foraging. I can make a soup with it as well. And the same thing, I can drink the broth. I can cook in it. I can have those cooked vegetables. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I like the metal container and after I'm done with that I can fill it back up with water I can purify water in it with the tabs also if I spend a lot of time in the backcountry and the container gets really nasty I can literally just throw it in the fire not with the lid on it obviously but I can just literally throw the thing in the fire and sterilize it I like that also if it's a pretty robust stainless steel water bottle you can use it not as like an actual hammer, 
like you're not driving nails with it, but you can use it to pound stuff out. Let's say if you're, you know, harvesting cattails or something like that and you want to pound it flat. You're making cordage and you want to kind of have a beefy kind of roller and kind of pound it out and roll it out to straighten something. There's some good functionality there. For all the things you can do with the metal container over a plastic container and the fact that they may be a little bit heavier if you're talking about stainless steel, but not a lot heavier because they can be a lot thinner than the Nalgene bottles, the plastic bottles. I like the metal water bottles. I also like having to stop. Like I like, okay, I've been hiking because I'll have a tendency to push myself really hard and not stop and take breaks. I've been hiking for an hour and a half. Let me take a 15 minute break, pause, get out my water bottle, open it, drink half of it close it up especially if i'm like the desert southwest where there's not water abundantly everywhere can't just drink as much as i want all the time i like that kind of rationing system whereas the camelback i could just be drinking out of it because i'm bored and i turn around and the whole thing is gone i kind of know if i'm holding the water bottle how much water i've drank and how much is left in it so i guess that's for personal water transportation systems now let's jump down the rabbit hole that is water filters versus water purification tablets, I guess, and also versus boiling. Let's talk about boiling first, because a lot of people, I have i don't know a lot, a lot of people, I think it's a, probably a misconception. I have heard it before. I'm just going to boil water. Okay, well, where are you getting the fuel to boil this water? You'll know if you've actually been out and been in the backcountry and made a fire to boil a substantial amount of water, how much fuel that takes, usually wood, how much time that takes, right? If that's going to be your part-time job, like you're camping near a stream, that's fine. But if you're Oscar Mike, if you're on the move, and or the weather is really nasty, and or you can't find the fuel to do it, like, I have a real good friend whom I dearly love. He's not really a survivalist. I wouldn't call him a survivalist, but somehow the topic came up, and he was talking about him and his family, and I was like, well, how are you going to get clean water? Because this was at a point where civil unrest was maybe an actual possibility. We were seeing rioting and looting and stuff like that, and he's like, oh, I'll just boil water. Now, this was somebody that lives, like, in the suburbs in a desert, in a desert environment surrounded city. I was like, what are you going to burn? You get the idea there, especially if you're talking about a family. That's a lot of water. If you can find it in a desert, finding, you know, getting it clean. So boiling, yes, absolutely is a thing that actually works. I consider that like a backup, like at the end of the day, I've hiked all day. And maybe I'm going to sit down and make a, if I'm cold, just warm water is really nice. Just boiled water is really nice. Towards the end of the day, I've made a fire anyway, I might as well boil water. Yeah, check. But if I'm moving all day, I don't consider that me having to stop, gather wood, make a fire, boil water. It's not super practical, I think, for backpacking, long journeys, things like that. But it absolutely is a thing that can work. Just make sure you actually have practiced it and done it. Don't just think you're going to make a little teeny tiny fire and boil your water. Again, you might be surprised at how much fuel and time it takes to boil a, let's say, stainless steel water bottle full of water. 
So let's talk about water filters. I like water filters. I usually carry one or two. They're normally my backup. Now the big two are Life Straw. I think in the Sawyer Mini there are other ones, but uh, I started out with Life Straw. Use those for a while. I'm not a big fan of Life Straw. I know that it says they'll filter X amount of gallons, but in my experience, if you're dealing with actual like outdoor water, like pond water, stream water, stuff with algae in it, and you use it once or twice, and you go to use it again sometime later, it's really hard to get water out of them. The Sawyer Mini, in my opinion, is a better filter. It's smaller. I think it's a better value because it comes with a water bag. And it's also threaded, which may seem like a small thing, but if you have one of those standard, I don't know what the thread pitch is, but a fairly standard thread pitch container, you can connect it right to that and carry the water. And here is why that is important. Unless your part-time job is going to be sucking water through a straw, it's kind of hard, especially like in a hot environment. If you're just doing it for fun or whatever, or you actually, like you're surviving and that's all you're doing is your daily food and water. But if you're doing other stuff, Actually, you know, on a hot day, go out and get all the water you need from a pond or a creek with a life straw or a Sawyer Mini. It takes a long time to drink enough water out of those things. If you're talking about a hostile environment or a non-permissive environment, you know, even a lot of animals know, and I know as a hunter, like, in certain environments, if you're going to ambush something... You go where the water is because everything that needs to drink has to go to that water source because there's not that many. But even getting less tactical than that, it's a lot of time you got to spend bent over sucking water through a straw. And if you're just stationary, again, if you're like camped by a stream and that's you're not doing anything else, you're waiting to get rescued and it's your, you know, it's in your pack because it's lightweight and you got stranded and you're by a pond. And that's, you know, you've got three hours to drink water through a straw. Then That's a great thing. But the more time I spent in the backcountry, in the bush, doing stuff, the more I realized that I like the water purification tablets. Before I get into that, the Sawyer Mini, it comes with the bag and that threaded end. So if I have a water bottle, I can put water in there or in the bag and transport it like that. So I'm not tied to that water source. I have some way... To walk away from it and still have clean water. The iodine tabs, they have been my favorite for a while. I really like those. I can, unless the water is really, really nasty, I need to like pre-filter it with a sock or a piece of cloth or a clean t-shirt or something. Unless it's really nasty water, I can just throw the water in. I can't actually throw it. That's, that's, I guess not good use of that word. I don't throw it in there. I'll usually submerge the water bottle in the creek or the stream or whatever it is. Fill it with water. Throw appropriate amount of tabs in there. Shut it. Go about my way because it takes some time for those to dissolve. And then I'm ready to go. The least amount of time, the least amount of effort. You know, if I'm out hunting or fishing or just reconnoitering, scouting out the land. Like, here's what this looks like on the map. It looks pretty good, but I want to put boots on the ground and go there and see what it actually looks like. Stuff like that. Those water tabs are really nice. They're super, super lightweight. Usually they come in a fairly heavy, probably heavier than all the tabs put together, little glass brown bottle. I assume that's something to do with sunlight deteriorating. 
but I would have some other kind of container if it's your go-to to put the tabs in that's maybe a little bit lighter weight and a little bit more convenient to use they generally will come in those in the just uh those containers that's fine if you just want one for a backup but if you're going to use them all the time maybe like a metal pill bottle or something like that to put them in that's what I keep mine in and it's super easy super convenient you got a metal water bottle or two you throw water purification tablets in there you wait a few minutes you're ready to drink and if I want to cook something or boil water I can do it in that same container I'm not telling you that's what you should do. Most people don't spend long periods of time out in the backcountry, out in the bush. Now, if you're going on a day hike and you live in a fairly populated area, let's say east of the Mississippi River, where I know there's exceptions to this east of the Mississippi, but the vast majority, like if you get lost, if you walk in a straight line for 10 miles, you're probably going to hit a road. So the odds of you dying from dehydration unless you're severely injured or not that big a deal then yeah camelback's fine you're going on a day hike you're just you know going to a soccer game you're gonna sit in the stand stuff like that yeah camelbacks are great for that hopefully people listen to this that are not just hardcore survivalists but for the hardcore survivalists i'm not the biggest fan of the camelback for you know previously discussed reasons but for day-to-day stuff for day hiking for convenience they are really good. I would never have it as my sole water carrying source for any kind of serious situation or a situation that had the potential to become serious. I would never want to rely on that, you know, those thin water bladders for all the reasons heretofore discussed. Okay, let's talk about stepping it up a little bit. As you might know, my wife and I live as neo nomads. We are in southeast Alaska right now, but often. We'll just camp out off-grid, and transporting water sometimes can be a part-time job. Like if you're hauling it down from a creek that's a long way away, carrying water you know, can be a chore, and sometimes more than a chore, sometimes actually like a part-time job. Big water containers, the easiest ones are just a five or six gallon water containers. Like the military surplus ones, I'll usually have one of those in the back of my truck. You might want one in the back of your vehicle. Just a five gallons of clean water. So if something happens, you don't have to spend the time to make water clean because you have access to clean water. They make the civilian versions. They make five gallon ones, six gallon ones. Generally wouldn't go any more than five or six gallons because that gives me the ability to farmer carry two of them up and down hills and nasty terrain i know it's not exactly but what is water eight pounds a gallon you five gallons you're looking at 40 pounds generally i think those cans are about that size for a reason you get two of them you carry two of them side by side that's a pretty good amount of weight the military ones like the green ones are pretty robust i think they're designed to be frozen and stuff like that so if you forget it in your car you shouldn't have any issues there's also the old school, like if you're hauling water and put it in a bigger reservoir container, also the old school canvas water bags. You wouldn't think that canvas is a great container of water, but it can be if you're moving at short distances. Those canvas water bags can be a thing to get water from one place like a creek into a bigger container, like a 55-gallon drum. Those old canvas water containers, they were kind of an old standby for a long time. They're still around. They're still, they're still a thing. So that might be a good solution for you. 
if you have like let's say a designated place we're gonna go bug out camp and you need to get water from the creek to a container a larger container in a cabin or at camp in a wall tent those canvas water bags could be a really good option or if the terrain is really steep and you want to let's say attach it to a rope and throw it down because i've been a lot of places where the banks can be really really steep and getting injured to and from a water source is a real thing you're talking about steep rocky banks you can attach one of those water bags to a rope throw it down float with water and haul it up without having to climb down and if again if that's something you're doing actually living off grid you'd be surprised at how much water you go through and going back to the calorie game climbing up and down you know steep banks time after time after time day after day after day that's a lot of calories um also just a bucket a bucket can work like that too and we'll probably stop there probably not going to talk about like cisterns and livestock tanks and things like that but i think we spend a lot of time thinking about a bunch of other stuff you know all the knife minutiae and nerding out and i love that kind of stuff too but water is a big deal again hydrate or die is the saying for a reason and dirty water kills a lot of people if you think about if there is some kind of major disaster or something like that think about sanitation Think about countries, big urban environments in, let's say, not first world nations and how many casualties there are from that nasty water. What do you think is going to happen in America or, if you're listening to this, in the Western world, if the sanitation goes down, if nobody's there to turn nasty water into clean water for you? Um, I think it's worth some consideration. Also, if you plan to spend any time out in the backcountry or you're into survival or bugging out or stuff like that, the whole water thing, I think, is probably under-discussed. So we're discussing it here. Hopefully you found some value in this content. If you valued the content and you want to give, give because you feel like you want to, not because you have to. But if you want to, you say, hey, I appreciate you doing this. I found value in this content. I would like to thank you by becoming a patron you can become a patron by signing up there should be a link in the show notes there is some cool insider content insider chat stuff like that but mostly i want you to give again because you because you want to you want to support and you appreciate the content all right the tactical tip of the day it often comes up improvised weapons i'll tell you one of my go-to improvised weapons for non-permissive environments it's that stainless steel water bottle for something like, let's say, an airport. After you've dumped out your nasty terrorist water on one side of the airport and go fill it back up with the airport water, that's a pretty hefty container. If it's a stainless steel hard container, that can be a pretty decent improvised weapon. Here's something that I do. I just tie a length of 550 cord as a, I'm making air quotes, handle, making it easier to carry, but also giving me a little bit of leverage if I want to swing it. You could also do this, you know, those survival bracelets. I would get a good one, not like a super cheap one in case the buckle broke. But uh, a survival bracelet or two, string them together. Now you have that kind of dual thing. You have that as a handle. You have that as a way to swing that water bottle. You have a whole bunch of 550 cord there at your disposal. So anyway, there you go. If Samson can use the jawbone of a donkey. If God is with you, surely you can 
face down a foe with a stainless steel water bottle. And that should bring us to the tactical verse of the day. Now an easy one here would be to go to the verse with Jesus and the living water. Not the verse I'm going to talk about today. This verse, And you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants who the master, when he comes, will find watching. Men, watch and be ready. Nobody knows the day or the hour. Watch and be ready. You probably know the verse, Let he who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. That's a great verse. But I might also say, if you have two or three swords and no good water purification and transportation method, maybe look at your priorities a little bit. And this is from a guy that loves guns and the host of Gunfighter Life podcast, right? But you're not going to be too tactical if you're bent over dying of dysentery. So give some thought to water, water purification, and watch and be ready in all aspects of life. And remember, the physical survival is important, but it's not the most important. One day every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. We will stand before the judgment seat. Giving some thought to physical survival is important. Giving some thought to your eternal salvation is exponentially more important, men. Are you ready? Are you watching? You be happy when the king comes? Like a good servant watching and waiting? With that, thanks for listening and have a blessed day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.